because MMO quest life or something, right? Like, you know, that was cool. <laughs> it's believable. It's immersive. It really dude. is amazing that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes some sense. Basically, you, you got something, man. Are we going to talk about exfoliation again? I'm not sure what you're laughing about right no. now. No, nope. that's right, cool. Cool. I, I just, as you know, <laughs> I really do the creativity of the making animals. It's just Absolutely. like, well, what, what is this? Am I looking at a dragon unicorn with with deers and uh, yeah. oxtail? I don't know, <laughs> but it's still it's still pretty amazing, and I love it. As he made his way through the staging area and toward the gateway, he felt it. Pathfinder felt the pull toward the crystal. It was an indescribable sensation unlike anything he had ever felt before. Felt as though his very essence could be stripped away into the gateway. With each step he took, the pull became greater. As he stepped up to the light radiating in the center, he stopped and took a look back and said to himself, So long, Sanctus. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Simorg, and I'm joined today by my returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back Daedalus. Hello, everyone. And uh, let's welcome back our favorite social bunny, Murder Bunny, Faisal. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? Hey, And also welcome back Half Tilt Gamer. What's going on, everyone? How you doing tonight? Not too bad. AKA half tilt, AKA not full tilt. AKA, is there any other AKs? <laughs> oh man, your ridiculousness, man. Um, so I'm going to just preface this podcast today with saying Sim got the COVID shot the first one a week ago. During our last podcast, things were going just nicely. Today kind of feels like he got hit with the oh shit truck. So for some reason, if I seem a little loopy, well, we're just going to go with it because shit happens, right? <laughs> with that being said, before we dig too far in, we do have a lot to cover, but we got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast over at AshesHQ.com, the community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout out to all the Imperial Flames, which are supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, uh, which, by the way, Patreon's getting a big facelift. So if you do support there, I know some of you do. If you do support there or you've been thinking about supporting there, um, it's got a huge rework um, and a lot of that's going to tie into things you see around the show, too. Um, so just another way to be invested. If you if you do choose to support, that option is there and it's going to have a lot more integration to the actual community and like kind of their stake. A lot more reward, if you will, for the support. Um, but I got to say thanks to everybody, no matter where you support, even if you're here live. You catch us on the podcast places uh, or, you know, YouTube or any of that, man, contributing via conversations, dropping comments, all that super, super appreciated. Um, you can also go and give us a five star review on iTunes if you haven't done that yet. Um, it's greatly appreciated. If you do leave a comment, we'll read that here on the show. Um, you can call into one five, three, nine, six, six, four, six, eight, oh, one. That message will be played live on the show as well. Um, and you can also send some mail to our uh, Pathfinder grunt who will get it to us at some point in time to read on the show as well. And that's over uh, at ashespathfinders at gmail.com. Friends, we had a podcast. Nope, not podcast live stream. See, there it is. Already told you it was going to happen. <laughs> we had a podcast last week. Long. Jeez, dude. I swear. I'll get there eventually, man. I'm like on my A game 99% of the time. That 1% is just the hoot for everybody. Um, man, we had that uh, live stream from at Intrepid Studios on Friday. And um, I have, I actually feel like there were some pretty significant takeaways for me. Um, and we've got a lot of stuff that we are going to definitely be covering here today. Um, before we do that, I got to give a shout out to all the people who uh, contributed here while we were getting ready and getting started. Um, we had a hype train. Uh, so ha thanks to Half Tilt for the one month. Yeah. Thanks to TL for the bits. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the, the hype train. Latarius, uh, Horrendous, and Bartik. For the uh, love as well man appreciate everybody and dj flemmy flem all of y'all thanks so much for that love right as we got started today and that being said why don't we take a look at the new cosmetics gentlemen we have a couple that were leaked a couple of the uh concept pieces for those were leaked and uh they they look pretty cool man mm -hmm. 
right? Okay, I missed that before. That looks mm. awesome. That yeah. is like this is Sparta. See, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kitak's going. Those are the wrong ones. He he took my face and added them to things. So just put that out there. It's in Discord if you're not there. Discord.gg forward slash work. Feel free to join and check it out. Continue, please, Basil. As 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 uh, half tilt says, this is Sparta. It reminds me of the parody that happened for three hundred <laughs> and the yeah. dance off that happens afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the ridiculousness! I'm telling you, man. Man, it's pretty cool. It's got like a, it's got like a Roman or not Roman, maybe Roman Greek sort of vibes to it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it does. I'm digging it. What do y'all think so far? I mean, we're going to obviously hear here soon in the near what week probably we'll probably see a we'll probably see the full set of these. Um, but yeah, that's actually pretty nice, dude. They uh, look pretty damn kick ass. I'm not going to lie. And uh, although I don't always buy the cosmetics religiously, there are some that I see them and I'm like, ah, and that one right there, I'd love to see on my freehold plot like that. That statue with the pillars like that. That's that's badass, man. Yeah, Looking on how you played uh, Guild, uh, not Guild Wars, sorry, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, yes, it goes really well with the aesthetics that you usually do, Sim. <laughs> Listen, Murder Bunny Faisal, back up off my shit, okay? Back up off my <laughs> You're right, but just back up, you know, a little bit there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's pretty cool, man. They, they do look nice. I'm, I'm really curious what we're going to see for, like, a pet. You know, like a yeah. pet or a mount or, you know, ship caravan. We, we've seen like what we saw. We saw ships pretty recent. We had a couple actually pretty recently. Um, yep. We've had a lot of caravan skins. I mean, I'm kind of curious what we end up coming out with for this one and seeing like how it kind of ties into everything else that's been uh, on the agenda with the different sets over the past several months. Because I kind of feel like we've gone through some phases of kind of having like almost like elemental vibes to some of them. You know, a lot of like auras and stuff. We we got um which speaking of which, we actually got some of the um renders for some of the some that have been out like the past several months. Um that turtle was one of them, which we'll probably see here in a little while. Um I didn't bring footage for today, but we do have the slides of the imagery that they shared. Um but we'll we'll talk more about that here in a bit. And uh why don't we just dig in, man? So there's the cosmetics. There were a lot of takeaways and before i kind of go through chip away at these mention some of the community uh comments because obviously every every time there's a live stream post live stream we stream here on this channel and then i i gather questions comments thoughts from people and i catalog those and we talk about them on the show um but gentlemen what were some of your takeaways what were the things that like stood out to you resonated for you um biggest takeaways for y'all I think I like the biggest takeaway for me was just being able to kind of see the evolution on the combat um, and the team taking feedback to be able to address some of the feedback that, you know, the community mm -hmm. has given. I think it, it felt like there were strides forward. The combat felt good, snappy. Um, and I thought as usual, the unscripted nature of the video always was good for a few laughs and, Unfortunately, they were at Steven's expense, but uh, ultimately, I think I mean, it was a good showing of the yeah. engine um, and kind of like what they've been able to accomplish. Um, like for me, that was like the, I think the most impressive part. It's just be them being able to adjust the feedback and doing a good job with that. I think that was, uh, that was my takeaway. Right on. Um... I agree with most of what Daedalus said, and I do enjoy when they spot out flaws in the middle of the live stream that they pointed out themselves. And yeah, they say, yes, we need to tweak these. It's like when, when Steven actually had the combat and, and he got destroyed by the tanks, they said, yes, yes, this is what I've been telling you guys, the tanks need to be adjusted. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> That's too funny. No, they don't, by the way. Anyway, continue, gentlemen. 
<laughs> I I agree 100%. I think uh, seeing that combat showcase, looking at the fluidity of it, knowing that this is not its final iteration yet, and there's still a lot more work to be done on it, but seeing the progress they've made and putting the community's feedback into action and showcasing that is really, really huge to me. It shows that, you know, not only do we have an engaging community here, but they're utilizing it for exactly what they need it for. And that together we are going to make this game amazing. That was one of the big things that stood out to me. Um, I, I mean, the skill adjustments and tuning of the classes and all that, apparently before this build, the last build had the mage's fireball being incredibly overpowered. So the mage's fireballs might've been two shotting those tanks in a previous build. Those are just numbers that'll get tweaked mm -hmm. along the way. Um, but it is nice to see from a skill set standpoint, at least a level 10 tank is looking pretty fun to play right now. And all of a sudden I'm questioning, I'm like, hmm, do I really want to play a ranger? I don't know if I can't make, if I can't kite this guy, <laughs> it's not going to be any fun for me on the other end of that. <laughs> yeah, I think that was like the biggest takeaway though, is that, the, you know, taking the feedback and really showing that they've, they've utilized that to make some changes. Because also the the fireball had that animation to it, mm -hmm. where they kind of go up in the air and you know kind of like get like charging my fireballs before they toss it, which looks really cool and everything. But you know, from my perspective, that's not good for fluidity in combat, especially for something like a fireball. So you know, seeing that they really have been like chain making those changes. Um, also, like I noticed that there was some uh, someone had mentioned. Uh, dm'd me about this i think it was troll tolls and said like hey you know a lot of people have also been mentioning and, and really digging the fact that there wasn't the, it didn't look as choppy like sometimes it would seem a little choppy and it looked a little more like looked smoother looked a little more fluid for me the fact that they just went ham and fought like that was really important though because we've been sweet we've been seeing like a lot around the environment the nodes, the creatures, renders, all of that stuff, which is great. But the thing that so many people are focused on is, is combat going to feel good or not? Is it going to be a good combat system? Is it going to be another one of the same? Is it going to live up to the hybrid hype? Hashtag hybrid hype. That's, let's make that a thing too. We made Ashes Fam a thing. Let's make that a thing too. Hybrid hype. I like it. But is it going to live up to the hybrid hype? Right? Being able to make it to where people can have a little bit of a choice in, in which direction they they kind of teeter-totter on in terms of uh, more action or a tab target combat style. Um, and is that going to be balanced well enough to, to where it makes sense and it's fluid and all of these different elements, you know, hearing what they're doing and actually getting to see them fight. Like, to me, I could I watched that fight and I was like, that is way more fluid. Way more fluid. Super, super, super big improvement in my eyes. So... Yeah, I haven't I obviously haven't got a chance to play any of the combat systems with Ashes yet, but I've been watching it fairly closely because, mm. you know, as, as many other systems as there are in the game and ways to play the game without having combat be a part of that, it still is one of those elements of an, any MMO, I feel, that really will dictate the success of the game overall. Mm. Um, so having a good combat system is really important. In this type of active slash tab target combat system the hybrid having that mobility is what makes that active portion of it yeah. engaging and attractive so not seeing those big cast times is i mean a two second cast time is a two second cast time yeah. but that's really only applicable in stationary fights if you want to be dynamic and moving around the battlefield you need something quick and that change yeah. to the fireball was oh spot on right one other thing that I noticed that wasn't necessarily combat related, but I think was maybe quality of life kind of, you know, style related was the questing and kind of how it was. It almost felt like an open world RPG in a way where you were kind of reading some story, you kind of had some back and forth responses. I kind of like that. And I know some gamers are more like, okay, let's click to the end. And they even kind of joked about that a bit. Yeah. But I did like the feel for that, that it was kind of in a way kind of pacing you. I, I didn't necessarily feel like that was a bad thing at this stage, right? Because it just felt like, okay, we're exploring a new world. We want to learn about it. I remember, you know, reading quests way back when. Now I'm 
I'm kind of conditioned not to. I just like, okay, I need to get to the next level. But I'm I'm really looking forward to having that kind of pacing in the game too. Um, you know, again, just not necessarily like something that everybody would notice or call out, but I thought that was something that was really important to be able to see that. And you just had a lot of background um, in the quest and it gave a lot more context. Yeah, absolutely. Really immersive. A hundred percent. So there was 35 minutes of footage that they shared on their live stream, which we're not going to really show it here. Um, but definitely want to encourage everybody to go to the Ash of the Creation YouTube. Go check it out. They got it uploaded there in like 4K. Um, and uh, it, it really was like, it, it was really good because like not only did they show all of that, but they, you could see them really having fun. They just 100% got derailed in whatever it seemed like they were doing and just fought and had fun. And the little gravestones were a nice little touch too. That was kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> the little gravestone would pop up whenever someone died. I think that was really cool. Uh, so there was also conversation around, like Jeff mentioned, a true raid boss, right? With multiple phases and that this would be coming into alpha. So that was like nice to hear. Um, they also talked about there being a studio move currently slated for July, but obviously that's going to depend on the situation with COVID. Um, and another big thing was during their live stream, the new website got a facelift, went live. They still haven't like done some things with other elements yet, but they got the front page redone and it looks really nice. It does look really good. You've got like some areas for wallpapers. You can get a bit different resolutions. Um, so they're definitely like beefing it up and kind of getting it to a place where it's more integrated. I know Margaret said too that they're planning on uh, outlining lore there, which was oh, I was like really happy to hear that as well. That was nice. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Some of the oh, go on, go on, go on. I was say it's looking really good, and if that's the flow that we're gonna have throughout the whole site when it's done, yeah, it's mm. it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be nice. The in-game integration too, I thought was really cool and how that might mm. tie in with the, the, listening to their plan for an evolutionary process um, of the website. And it's just going to keep evolving over time. Mm. You know, this, this is a long-term uh, platform they're building now. And I like that. Yeah. I know people are waiting on them to change the store too. I even see that in chat. I'm sure they'll get there soon. They're also talked about the content creator program revamp being something that would, you know, actually end up happening. So yeah, that was like really, really interesting to kind of see where they end up going with all of this, man. Like seeing where the changes kind of come into play, things like that. I'm also looking over some of my own notes over the combat. So there was a fireball change. Um, I noticed that there was like a, like he Steven seemed like he got slowed, but that he was kind of like running. So I was like, kind of wasn't really too sure what was going on there. Um, mentioned the gravestones of death, the Fluidian combat. There was, it felt like you were far less locked in animations too like across the board. Whereas before I felt like you were locked in animations like quite a bit. Um, the template placement looked significantly different too. And by template, if you don't know what I mean by that, for those who are listening or watching, uh, template is the, if you have like an AOE ability, think of like the, um, let's just go with the, uh, like AOE for like an arrow, like a rain of arrows ability for like a ranger or an archer or something, right? And usually in MMOs, you kind of have like you click it and then you've got like the circle on the ground that you can kind of decide where to place it. Well, that's what we mean by template. And that's where you place the arrow, the rain of arrows, for example. Um, so the template looked like it had changed too, and I don't know if it was just like color or if there was something else, but it overall just looked a whole lot smoother. And that was like super cool. Um, yeah, so that was really nice to see the template uh, changes and stuff. Um, so we've got the notes on Jeff, the quest markers, uh, not marker so much as the quests themselves and the rewards. You guys see how that was integrated into the map? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like really shy. I, I really, really liked the fact that uh, NPC nameplates colors will vary based on what type of interaction you're going to have with that NPC mm -hmm. instead of having like an exclamation point or some other mm -hmm. icon over the NPC's head. Yeah. yeah. 
I like that. And definitely just to echo Sim, like the UI piece and how quests were kind of attached. It was just very, I don't know. It just it was very user-friendly. It just felt like it was a nice integration. It was, you know, not something that like took up the entire screen. You know, it was just very, uh, very good to kind of see that they're already thinking about cleaner UI, which I'm more of a minimalist when it comes to UI, or at least I want to be able to have enough information, but not so much that my entire screen is filled with things mm. like quests and whatnot. And I thought it was a really good way to integrate, um, you know, some pretty key elements that people are going to be looking at for some time. Finally, they gave the UI guy to actually work <laughs> for enough time <laughs> because people usually go like, well, why is the UI like this? Why is it? Guys, just give him some time to work. I know he's got something up his sleeves. <laughs> but what's it called? For, for the whole exclamation mark, I can just imagine walking into town. Instead of seeing an ocean of exclamation marks, I'm just going to see a rainbow color. <laughs> it goes through from one side to the other. <laughs> just trying to complete every quest, and I see that rainbow slowly disappears. <laughs> complete. <laughs> So some other changes, the swimming changes. You guys notice anything different about that? Yeah, the the, the water. Yeah. yeah, the water was yeah the mm -hmm. water was definitely a little clearer. It didn't wasn't as jarring, and I actually liked some of the water animations for the mounts too. That was pretty natural. I know mm -hmm. Steven himself didn't have like a bar where you could see his breath, but um, just being able to know, hey, you know that there's you can traverse water and it's very fluid as well and and the sound too i thought was really interesting as you dove it just it was it felt very realistic um at least you know from a, what i would normally hear um diving into the water so it was really cool mm. yeah for me like there was some notice uh like by the people in chat afterwards, we were looking at it and they were talking about how I, I think it was like a couple people in my own guild actually were talking about like the changes and how like the, the light seemed like there was like a, it was shifting from like lighter to darker. And I couldn't tell if it was that they were just like, if it was the adjustment for light because of depth or if it was like maybe some sort of a bug that hasn't been like worked out yet. Um, but that was like pretty cool. If it, especially if it was actually due to depth, it seemed like it was, but I, I wasn't 100% sure. Um, so that was actually really cool. Um, another thing that was noted by people in the community were the hot bar addition of an initial, what looked like an additional quick slot. So you had like all of your action keys and stuff. And you had like this equipment one that was on like the far right. But there were like two. And so the, you had like the placement of the, uh, like someone had, a, I think they had a mount on there. And then they also had the, quest item which later we saw which was like super cool animation for that too like the rune kind of structure to it uh it was like really really cool um speaking of of quest item though you guys like that quest that that whole quest little scenario the quest that they did i'm really curious if that if, if there's gonna be quests that are very similar to one another throughout the world like if, if we have to discover the world map through cartography quests mm -hmm. are they all going to be somewhat similar and feel repetitious or are they going to be kind of unique and dynamic to each area um and, and how's world map discovery going to happen or like are we all just going to have cartography as a built-in feature that we just mm -hmm. ignore like most mmos or are we actually going to have to discover map fragments and hire npcs or something like that to discover the world we'll have our mini map because we can know our local area but beyond that yeah i'm really curious same man yeah it just looks like overall like the ui is getting polished a good bit too i mean because like mm -hmm. you know it is it seems like they you know the fact that they're in an alpha though and we've got like quests on your map and the rewards off to the side too i was like what you don't see that and that's like such a quality of life feature mm -hmm. so it's one of those things that like it seems like a small thing to people who play mmorpgs but when you see that and you, you reflect on the fact that it's an alpha, it's like they're really being mindful about quality of life. Doesn't mean ease in gameplay. Doesn't mean it makes it easy. Just quality of life, right? Um, 
so we talked about that. So there was um, also one of the, we're going to kind of hit on some people here in the community uh, that were mentioning some things along the way. And we'll definitely tie that into some of the other things that we're kind of exploring as we go through. They said that they, there was a design team update. And they said their second test last week did hit some snags. They <laughs> spent time deep diving into those snags. We'll be able to have some spot testing uh, maybe early this week. Um, they said it's incredibly important that they're able to figure these out early in development and can't really stress enough how grateful that they are for the you know community of testers that are actually helping with those things right now. Um, it also said that they've been working on the, some of the world bosses, some two party size bosses. And then of course, like we mentioned previously, the true raid boss with true raid mechanics that would be slated for alpha, uh, putting, working on putting the new iterative changes in quick so that they can test them immediately and have them ready for the upcoming tests. So that was really good. We got some Q and a stuff too. Um, but right now I've got on the live stream, if you're watching, we've got some of the visuals for some of the environment, some creatures, things of that nature, some of the renders um, that we've seen before, not including the ones that could talk here in the community is taking my face and added to, sorry, you have to be in the discord for that <laughs> beautiful gem. Um, they're, they're glorious, but I'm also like, Oh my God, I'm that guy people do that about now. <laughs> like, shit, man. It's fine, man. Uh, so Troll said, wish that they would have focused wh what issues they faced uh, that might have prevented Alpha 1 cells. Because it doesn't seem like the Alpha 1 cells coming up. That doesn't seem like there's really a date on when or if that's going to be happening still. It's still very tentative. Um, but I also want to piggyback off of that and say, you know, what were some of those things? The things I would have liked to have seen them talk about were what were some of the things during the test that they they talked about hitting snags in that they're facing. Like maybe a little more detail around that uh, to the community so they knew what was coming up. Because right as the stream started, there was a preface, wasn't there? And the preface was, so we had testing. Margaret was talking about it, right? It said, we had testing. There, we had some stuff. There, we And there was like this hint of like, will the testing be delayed? Right? Now, mm -hmm. they haven't said anything, and clearly these tests that are coming up over the next week or whenever they do them with people are going to really be the answer to that. Um, but so far, we're still in alignment with a March 19th week, no NDA test. So I would have liked to have seen a little more discussion around that by them. Um, it would have been good to kind of have some information around kind of what was going on, um, you know, when they might, you know, be expecting people to come back to test, what specific things they're trying to work out. Um, and if that delays things, if there's even an idea around like what that delay could look like, um, there were some new creatures that were shared, which you'll see some of them coming up. I forget the name of them, but there's this like reptilian looking stag sort of creature or whatever. that was like totally trippy. that we got a couple of images around. Um, yeah, digging in too far, like any of these visuals that they share, like any of the creatures or anything that really like caught your eye that, you know, was really a note for y'all. I mean, yeah. nothing specific, but I just, again, just the level of detail that they are going uh -huh. to with mm -hmm. everything. It's just insane. I just, the amount of assets they will have to have done by the time this comes out, I just, it's staggering. And just even like, just one thing to note about the gameplay footage too, just even the little questing area they were at, um, it was just really cool to kind of see that encampment and mm. be able to explore. I mean, again, just a bunch of detail that they had there. Yeah. Loving it. The, uh, the armor, the plate armor set with the cape that they showed that had me drooling yeah. a fair bit. I'm like, I don't <laughs> care what class I play. I want to wear that. Yeah, that's right. That was the name Kieran. Yeah. That was really cool. So here's the Terrapin, right? This is from one of the, the Might of the Merc uh, cosmetic set. And this is the render right here of this thing. Look at that thing, man. Super colorful. Super cool looking. That is crazy cool looking, man. Then we had, there's the Kieran right there. Right there. Look at that thing, man. That is like as fantasy as it gets, man. Super cool. 
That's gorgeous, man. It really is. They just out of the park with their these creatures that they've been creating. Oh, so many, so many over the past year or two. Mm-hmm. You know, they also glimpsed on like uh, water life in a sense. Yes, like they added, they showed us a couple of fishes. Hopefully, they don't stick around like the traditional MMOs where they're all just static positioned in one place and they're frozen in time and space and and they don't move. <laughs> um, hopefully they can give them a little bit of spark. A little? I'm not asking too much. <laughs> yes, a little bit of life. I get it. I thought it was interesting that they said a lot of those would be run client side instead of server side too um, just for mm-hmm. that kind of underwater mm-hmm. environment it makes sense from a, uh, an asset standpoint for sure but I, i'm curious if there's going to be options to tone those down a little bit as well for people with more potatoes like me <laughs> more potatoes <laughs> oh man dude I mean, I don't need extra leg and FPS issues in my (laughs) underwater combat scenarios just because there's some shiny clownfish roaming around (laughs) wanting to sniff on my air bubbles, you know? Oh, man. Sniffing your air bubbles, dude. You, you have do I want to ask? Do I even want to ask what that means? I don't feel like I need to know. I don't know. I don't don't even know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, dude. What? At least you have a potato. It's not mashed potato. Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Holy hell, man. That's too funny, dude. This is so funny. I'm like, okay, so we had some more um we have some more things. We had some of the QA stuff we'll hit up on here in a little bit, right? Uh so a couple more. I'm just gonna go through some of these. D Phantom drop by I said like the color the like the quests and name colors, not just having an exclamation or a question mark over their head. Um, which was one, and uh, we had uh, the MP- NPC behavior and waving, which I noticed was one was really cool too. Um, as they were doing their little like their little quest there, they had the table that was like flipping around too, and like you know like the I don't like fetch quests, but the you know if you're gonna make a quote unquote fetch quest of some sort, like give it a little bit of give it a little bit of like life, man. You know, like make it make it make some sense. And so there was like this quest, and there was like this book on the table, and then the table you know, the hawk came and like grabbed the, the book and like the pages got torn out or whatever. And they like made their way across part of the Island. And now you got to go find the pages and they were marked on the map. And I was like, okay, quality of life. This is cool. Makes some sense. At least that I'm going to do this. It's not like go kill 10 deer. Cause <laughs> cause MMO quest life or something. Right. Like, you know, that was cool. <laughs> It's believable. It's immersive. Murder it money, really dude. is amazing that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes some sense. Basil, you, you got something, man? Are we going to talk about exfoliation again? I'm not sure what you're laughing about right no. now. No. All right, it's cool, cool. I, I just, as you know, <laughs> I really do the creativity of them making animals. It's Absolutely. just like, well, what, what is this? Am I looking at a dragon unicorn with with deers and... Uh... Yeah, Oxtail? I don't know, <laughs> but it's still it's still pretty amazing, and I love it. Yeah, the variants and kind of the different textures and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's spot on. I I think the one word that comes to mind when I'm looking at these environments and the creatures is just luscious. This world is just going to be luscious with the life, the texture, the color. It's it, it's yeah going to be very believable yeah so let's check this out man we've got some more here around the interactive quest for troll tolls type like in that horrendous was talking about the different quest types like how it seemed to taper to like the classes and stuff like that um my lady mel said uh was mesmerized by the combat effects the rhino sidesteps because they were actually riding around on rhinos there you know for a little bit and that was part of a thing but the, you know, the the combat effects and the skill effects and stuff, those are definitely something that they made changes around with the uh, Unreal, some of the Unreal Engine stuff and things that they changed was like several months back, I think. Made some changes to like Blink and all of that. Yeah, still super on board with the skill effects. In terms of like the lighting for that, I know people are like, hey, it's a little bright or this and that. 
you know, you got to remember, man, it's alpha. They're testing it. Sometimes these things help to tax the system too. So that helps them to work on some of those types of things as well. Um, you got to keep in mind, like these are things that are going to be, you can turn down at launch. So, you know, they don't have to be that way. I don't really expect, and Steven's even made points to say that like at launch, it won't be like this, you know, it's not going to be this bright, you know, and these things will be fine tuned. And I think if there's any evidence for them and their words, well, they've done a pretty good job of, you know, making changes so far, haven't they? Yep. I mean, we just looked at it with the combat changes and everything. Yeah. That set man right there, that protector set or whatever it is. God, man, thing is so sick. It's got some dark soul vibes, man. It really does. And there was one more note, which is a slight punch at Steven, and it only comes from a place of love. Um, I totally wouldn't say such a thing, but one of my community members would. And I, I digress. I actually take that back. I would say such a thing. But Silvermane said Steven can't do shit without God mode on. Oh, man. Shots fired from Silvermane. <laughs> Shots fired from Silvermane. I didn't say it. I'm just reading a community feedback element that's... I mean, clearly that's what we do here. We just... We just... We just we just share the community's thoughts and feelings and, and you know their their things and reflections from watching the live stream and everything. I, I didn't fire the shot. The list of, of who's gonna get their ass whooped and, and, and apple. <laughs> I mean, why look. is my sub forty five dollars a month? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> me me in game for the first time going. Why can't I loot anything? Mm. <laughs> I mean, look, look, we, th there was never a point in time. <clears throat> there was never a point in time in the history of this podcast where Ashes of Creation was in was in chat and said anything about maybe my loot system looting wouldn't work at launch or perhaps uh, I think they're in, in their words. I'm going to beat that ass. I'm pretty sure that was Steven, but mm -hmm. is that with or without God vote on though? Just curious. Well, there's a lot of clicks coming a mile away. <laughs> you won't see it coming. <laughs> You'll hear the boomer clicks coming a mile away. Hell, dude. That did not come from me. I, I'm just sharing feedback, obviously, right? You know, I'm just sharing feedback. I'm older than him. I can say that. I'm boomer, too. <laughs> Goddamn boomers. <laughs> oh, man. Look at this, Sago chat. I've seen you, PvP, he may not need god mode. Whatever, dude. You haven't seen nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's funny. So, we have some Q&A bits here that we can read over real quick, okay? So for the packs on the shop that include game time, when do they start counting time? The answer was the account will have a, a applicable subscription time and you will choose when to activate it. Um, can family only increase by one by marriage or can a family essentially double in size if everyone ties the knot? No. The marriage has specific costs and slots, so only the head of the family can increase the size by one when they get married. Now, if the node your freehold is in is successfully sieged, can you loot pillage your own freehold? The answer, no. If you're registered as a defender, some of registered or some are registered as defenders as default. And if you are a citizen, for example, uh, so that will prevent you from participating in the looting rights. This one, this one's fun. Will cities be influenced by the topography around them? The way it currently works is that it's capable of adjusting the topography of the node's footprint, regardless of the surrounding terrain. The reason for that is to have flexibility, both from an aesthetic standpoint and mechanical standpoint. Uh, that's not to say that the surrounding area is not going to have some influence because putting a node on the side of a mountain or the edge of a cliff, we do want it to have some influence, but that needs some further testing. So I guess my question there is for everybody is like, you know, 
how would you like to see that play out in terms of it kind of the topography really having a, a adjusting to the nodes footprint i mean i would love to see something like that i mean i you know when they talked about a mountain or an edge of a cliff i just think of those like concept art pieces where they were showing kind of the denier city and on the side of a mountain i think that would be awesome to be able to see like uh the buildings kind of uh adjust based on that nothing mm -hmm. like nothing crazy but it would be cool to kind of see okay hey if we build up this node we're really going to see something cool and majestic to my thought right hopefully they can make it work <laughs> <laughs> like I agree with Davis on the most part I don't like I don't expect something that's going to be insane but I just don't want to see the nodes on a very open plane at least all the nodes to be on an open plane mm -hmm. I would like to have their own characteristics their own identity type of deal like uh, if it's like next to the mountain I would assume the node would like be on a cliff area and like you would have some buildings higher than others and make them all play uh, put on some cliffs and some of them on planes and the walls would cover up certain parts of the mountain and some not because it's covered by natural terrain um that would be dope <laughs> yeah i agree with that 100 i i, I want to see whatever aesthetic is in that environment where the node is being developed, that it's not lost. We don't have bulldozers and excavators in Ashes of Creation, so we shouldn't be seeing mountains being moved to make way for a flat um, city or something like that. Having said that, mm -hmm. as the cities develop, as the node gets bigger, and we have larger cities, more technology, more resources available, then you know maybe some subtle things are, are changed. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we see a dam or something come into a river instead of just a treacherous wooden bridge from one side of town to the other. <clears throat> Magical TNT. <laughs> Magical TNT. Oh, man. Jeez, man. Yeah, I think, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things that I think they've got to test for me. Um, I definitely think it would be cool if it kind of made adjustments depending on, like, where these things sprout up and even if it wasn't like the same that it would develop the exact same on every server i think that would be kind of cool too just to have a little bit of variety so like you knew that if a you know node 38 on two different servers like you know was uh constructed i think even the uh i think even if all they did was just adjust to the typography based on maybe architecture style or something and maybe shifted it to a different place based on um which race was the dominant race there. I think that would even be enough variation for it to be diverse enough between the different races and the architecture styles and how it, how that race might choose to place their, uh, their building or whatever, like in to the mountain, mm -hmm. for example, uh, depending on each server and all that stuff. Um, so this one here, do you plan to have any environment specific skills such as, indoor outdoor specific skills probably not they said we're still playing with skill interaction with certain elements or environments but that needs further testing yeah that goes back to saying remember how they are going to be doing talking about the weather and things like that impacting combat so i think that's what they're really kind of talking about there um so with that being said there was also some questions around will you need to have early access to pre-make your character before launch um, currently have not decided on that yet. They will let people know once they decide that, I mean, you're still going to be able to like the character creators going to be available and people are going to be able to like make their character before the game launches. Like that's the thing. So, I mean, the fact that's the thing is good enough for me personally. Um, and this was fun. <laughs> it's like, you're not getting an answer to this question. What's the overarching name for the universe that has Vera plus Sanctus in it? Yeah, we can't share that right now. They are not going to say that, man. A valiant effort, man. But you're not getting an answer on that. I was like, that's getting shot down. Shot, shot. Right down, dude. Right down. It was hilarious, though, because I was like, because, of course, you know, part of you is like, what if they, what if they just 
hint or something though right what if what if <laughs> but but even we i don't have don't. enough questions about the game in the world of vera and sanctus right now let's open up <laughs> that can of all right, couple more questions here. Said, have you considered a system where you can hide your identity for the purpose of guild spying? This one I do want to dig into a little bit with y'all, but they said they've talked about it, but we don't really have any explicit system for this. You now we had discussions previously around the guild. We had this guild gathering discussion that they posted not too long ago, um, and they did mention that they have a couple of dev discussions coming up. They have dev discussion over ideal class coming up and uh for the next guild gatherings discussion they have um discussion around guild halls that might be coming up <clears throat> so that seems like a pretty interesting tie-in to this which was is guild spying like being able to hide your identity like does that seem like that's a good idea? Does that seem like that's something that we even want to see in the game? And if so, like, what's a good way for that to work? I mean, I think the way you would do that is by having a second account, honestly, right? I don't think we need to build the system into the game to do that. Um, I don't know. I guess that's just me. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, spying can happen um and there's ways to communicate outside the game so i don't know that that will necessarily stop it from happening if there isn't a system so that's my take on it i don't know that this would be a good use of the developer's time to do that since there's other ways to get to that um, i don't know that's just me mm -hmm. I like actually what Bartik had said there. That was a really good comment, and I totally agree. You should never be able to hide your identity. Ruins the entire concept of consequences for your actions. Yes, yes, hell yes. Yeah, True. I agree with that. And not just in terms of guild spying, but in terms of um, your actions anywhere else in the world. If you're a known PK or, or ninja looter or whatever else, no shots, no shots. <laughs> Um, like that—that that needs to follow you. You need to have a reputation on the server, good or bad, so that people can be aware. And if you can just mask that with a, na a name change or having an alter ego for yourself that you can toggle, like that, defeats the entire aspect of that game. And yeah, listen, listen. I—I'm not. I didn't have that reaction because I identify with it. I had that reaction because you all identify with it. There's a difference. That's really not about me. I wasn't singling you out of that. It wasn't toward you at all. <laughs> Look at this. Look what happened. In general. Look what happens in chat. Look, lights, justice, reigns. Hashtag murder hobo sim. That's from, by the way, Daedalus <laughs> right here. Magisto says right on the money. I don't really know how to take that, man. I don't really know how to take <laughs> that. Um, Brown Rice is like, I did laugh a bit. You know what, though? You're, you're right, right? Because what's one of the tenets, if you will, of Ashes of Creation? Meaningful conflict? meaningful yep. conflict right and yeah you want to know who the pkers are like you want meaningful conflict means you know who the people are that are doing the things that are shady or invested in the you know the different political elements of the game or whatever so these things are super important to a game like ashes of creation in my opinion because that ties into these pseudo factions meaningful conflict like alliances with players like and yeah, when you've got a system like corruption in the game that works to kind of balance like uh, PKing and things of that nature, you want you want to know people's names. You want people to have a reputation. You want to know the people that are going around being naughty. You know, you want those alliances to form and stuff, right? I think so. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, in terms of there being um, like espionage and sabotage and spying from a guild wars perspective, then it would be, I, I can see there being something where you get, uh, if you embark on this mission, you get stealth abilities, regardless of your class, equivalent to a rogue stealth, like nothing super excessive or anything, so that you can try to infiltrate the opposing guilds, um, ranks or structure whatever it is that you need to do to complete your mission as part of that guild war but it has a time limit on it or if you fail or complete the mission it's over it's not hiding your identity yeah. mm -hmm. it's your 
kind of infiltrate. I would like to see something like that, perhaps, mm-hmm. but only on that level, very restricted. So check this one out. This one right here is the last question that we really got to post here. And it's around, how do you plan to make the potential rewards for defending a caravan appealing to people when picking a side for PvP? And the answer was, in the same vein that we make any participation rewarded, the caravan defender role will have its own progression. Questing and rewards associated with it. Same uh, same way we'll have incentives for more caravan raider-esque players. Obviously, these types of systems need to be have more robust and con- consequential rewards um, as they should not be one-sided. And social incentive between players is also a factor. Ties into what we talked about, you know, meaningful conflict. Um, and also, I didn't want to forget to read this one from uh, Psychophobic and Chat, I think it was, which, oh man, it's up there a minute. Oh, there it is. Hasn't stopped people in EVE Online. You don't need to change or hide your name to be a spy. EVE has taught us that. And yeah, and a lot of games, people are in other guilds currently right now doing that. I mean, it's happening in the game's not even out. I mean, you see the drama all the time between guilds. It's This is a forever thing in an MMORPG. You've got the people that do that stuff. So it won't stop anybody, but at the same time, probably don't want to like really give tools to like encourage that sort of stuff in a game where player agency and uh, meaningful conflict are important. Yeah, that that point on the caravan system is pretty pretty on point for me. Um, but you know, as we're kind of now moving into moving into March, this is actually the last day of February. As we're moving into March. What are we kind of hoping for, everybody? I mean, I think everybody's looking forward to and hoping that we'll hit the mark with the play test as scheduled. What about you all? Like, what do you really got your eyes on right now moving forward? And let's say that let's say that the play test is pushed back. What then for you all? And I, I kind of leave that there for everybody because I feel like that's a valid point to kind of ask and engage the community's like feedback on that. Um, for me, I mean, uh, testing question aside, because I'll, I'll come to that. I think for me, what what I'm looking most forward to is just being able to see kind of the rest of the classes get fleshed out um, for the alpha test, like being able to see some of the videos and some of the skills and kind of get a feel for what that one to 10 experience is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the testing it gets pushed out, I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna cry over it. At the end of the day, it's I know that the team has made some choices, some painful choices from a community standpoint, but some good choices from a product standpoint. Mm -hmm. So if they do decide to delay, then, you know, I'm supportive of that because they're going to do it for the right reasons. You know, how many games in recent history, like really like tremendously like hype games came out and were just, uh, you know, a dumpster fire because the, they were pushed to release it and and one thing that is you know really good about having kind of a self-funded game like you know ashes and with obviously they you know they did the kickstarter too but something that steven is essentially the you know main guy on he doesn't have a board of directors to really report to and to release a product that he isn't happy with um i think that's to me, again, I, I wouldn't wouldn't phase me. Yeah, I'll be you know a little disappointing, but at the end of the day, I know it's for the right reasons. Yeah, I I agree with most of what Data said, and what's it called? I feel that the gaming community has really high standards now. So when a new company tries to make a game, um, it's kind of get gets harder and harder. So, how even though that said, as they said, Stephen isn't tied with anything. He can take his time, and the community knows that. And we, and most of the community has told Stephen, "Take your time. It's fine, as long as we get the product that we all wish for. It's fine." <laughs> That's the biggest thing. Like, that's the most important thing. And I think 
those of us that are consistently and dedicated to following the development of the game, whether, whether we're active about it or not in any way, shape or form, Mm -hmm. we understand that. And and we're all very much supportive of if you need to take the time to make this right. And we have to wait a little bit longer. We're very much okay with that. You know, when, when we were watching the live stream and he said that alpha one sales are being, aren't, aren't going to be happening right now because of unforeseen bugs that they're going to address first. My first thought is that's awesome. I'm really happy to see that you're ready to take that firm stance and say it publicly and stand by it. Seeing the amount of F's in chat about it actually upset me a little bit. It's like, this isn't, it's an alpha one test. It's not a game for everyone to jump in and start playing just because the NDA is being released. It's still a very early testing environment and your job isn't to go and just play the game and have fun. It's to help improve the game on, on short play tests, you know, and it's a big risk that they've taken to be so forthcoming with the community and vocal about the development of the game this early on, because now I feel I, I kind of agree that if they were to turn around and push the dates back, they need to give us a reason why. But at the same time, the reasons are all under NDA right now. So it, it is a, a double-edged sword and that we shouldn't expect anything, but we kind of do because you've brought us this far along. And, and and I'm on the fence with that one. Like I wouldn't be too upset if I got if we got a good reason or not. In the end, I trust that his reasoning is good enough, and it we're not necessarily entitled to that information because it is under NDA. Yeah, and, and, and that that's the end of it. Yeah, I, I mean, one thing I would say along those lines too, right? Is Stephen constantly refers to Ashes of Creation Alpha as a true alpha, and there's not a lot of experience i would say in in i would say the current um like the current kind of gamers a lot of the older gamers know that hey you know an alpha is an actual test it isn't a way to market the product so that you can get enough pre-orders to really take off a sale right right so i think that's the piece that a lot of um a lot of the gamers that may be more upset about it are thinking, oh, hey, I'm not going to be able to play, and and you make a really good point, half tilt. It's like it's not it's not a good experience to play. It's let me find a game breaking bug, and let me maybe not be able to get into the game for a few hours or ever in this particular testing slot. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that go awry, and I'm I'm sure just knowing what I know of you know other alphas, I'm sure it's you know, server stability related. I'm sure it's population related. The minute he brought up, oh, hey, we're holding this off because we really, you know, we found some bugs. I'm sure it had everything to do with making sure the servers and the code and all the kind of behind the scenes stuff was right size so that you have a good experience when you get into the game when it's launched. Um, So yeah, definitely uh, agree. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, everyone does kind of listen to Stephen when he says this is a true alpha. This is for testing purposes. You're going to see some rough edges and that's okay. That's what tests are for. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to actually reflect. on. I, I've seen some people like, yes, and I agree with like some comments in chat. Like, look, people are always, I've said this, I don't know how many times in the past, like people are going to try the game no matter what. Like people are hungry for a new MMORPG. Like, and to be fair, like Ashes is the, in my mind, in my opinion, from my perception, it's the only one doing anything innovative enough that I truly believe could push the genre forward out of this stagnant place it's been for freaking 15 years. Again, just my opinion. I don't expect people to agree with me on this. This is where my mind has been at. This is why I like backdashes. The only thing I saw that from my in my mind looked like it really could take the genre and help push it forward. Not be the best MMO, not be the wow killer, none of that. They've never even aimed at doing that. In fact, mm-hmm. the perspective they have is like let all all MMOs do well. Let them all thrive. Like we're not here mm-hmm. to take everyone else out. We just want to make a good one that we're proud of. And it's the only one right now 
in my opinion, that is currently on track, stays true to the vision, and the vision is innovative enough that it has the potential to do that. And people are going to give it a shot. I mean, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Just because of that. And the fact that there's no box cost and the entry cost entry is low to where you just have to subscribe to play it. You could pay 15 bucks, play it for the first month. You decide whether you like it. And if you decide you don't like it, you're out 15 bucks instead of 50, 60, 70, 80 bucks, whatever, right? For those different games that you play. And they also have always communicated why there was a delay. It may not have come right when people wanted it, but they have communicated it. And sometimes they can only share so much because some of that stuff does tie into, well, we don't want competitors knowing certain things either. I mean, to me, it's a no brainer. You just don't want them knowing exactly what's going on, but I'm going to read one comment from chat and it's actually people are to add to your, to your point. So before you say it, yes, um, is basically that delaying a game is kind of like a double-edged sword. If, if it wasn't communicated, right. Sure. Because, Mm. For for example, the biggest example I have is Cyberpunk. They kept delaying, delaying, delaying yeah, without yeah. telling people what's actually happening. Yeah. And and the flop happened. <laughs> so, but the difference with Ashes is with every delay they keep telling us uh, and every live stream uh, stream, they keep showing us every build that they come up with. Even on the live stream, you're able to see bugs. And they're saying, oh, we need to fix this and we need to fix that. So it keeps you really close with the yeah. community, which is a plus. <laughs> and I saw the comment in chat too. And this came from Horrendous and this came from Psychophobic. And this is a quote that I actually read out uh, during one of the Looking for More podcasts, which is the sister podcast of this show, essentially. But it's not Ashes of Creation. It's more general MMORPG and game development related. And I read this from quote from Shigeru Miyamoto, and this is the Zelda Legend of Zelda creator. And it says a game, a delayed game is eventually good, but a rush game is bad forever. I mean, I agree with that a hundred percent, hundred percent. And the foundation is super important, man. I've played too many games where the foundation, which is like the server or the backend code things, they build everything on is not done right. And I'd love, I I would love the timelines to go according to plan, right? I've waited freaking four years for this. I, I'd love it, right? It would be great to not feel like you're waiting any longer, but I'll 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 happily wait longer if it means that that foundation's solid. Because you know, I remember Jeff talking about that before too. They're so focused on making sure that they work on the combat changes and all these different things, and and ensure that this is stable and good because working on and having to change and revise that now yeah while it's it might be taxing it's not as taxing as it's going to be later if you've already built upon that for years um so but i do agree with everybody um yeah it is important that there's transparency they've done good with it may not always be what we want to hear but that's the thing that they've had working for them for so long and you know i'll just stay in the course i think i think things are going to go really really well um and I am very, very much hopeful that we will hit a no NDA test in March. Um, so here's the, everybody, you know, send those good vibes. Here's the hoping that you know, all the testers that do test, that they have checking the changes that they're making. Here's the hoping that it goes well and that they've, you know, identified the problems that they might need to fix and knock it out of the park, you know, and, and do a really good job with it. That's, that's the, uh, the hope for sure. Uh, but gentlemen, you know, we've covered the topics from the live stream. We've talked about some stuff and things from the community. Um, we've chatted about a lot of different elements, but uh, any final thoughts from anybody here before we kind of wrap this one up, friends? No, other than, yeah, I just uh, hope things go well for them, that they are able to squash whatever bugs are kind of preventing them from moving things forward and looking forward to a next good couple of months of testing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about squashing bugs, but eating them is a delicacy. The <laughs> Lion King proves that well. <laughs> I, I, th th this makes me think of that test that they did with kids, where they sit the kids down in a room, put a marshmallow on a plate in front of them, and say, if you wait 15 minutes, or wait till I come back, 
and you don't touch the marshmallow, I'll bring you a second one. Guys, Ashes is the second marshmallow. Be patient. If you wait, it's going to be amazing, and you're going to be rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, man. I've got like, this comment from TLP here. Actually, Steven's transparency policy has changed the industry already as more MMO studios are interacting with their communities. You know... Yeah, I feel like that's pretty accurate. I don't know if I can I can say I think it's a great it's a great note though. And I, it would be hard not to see that that probably is the case. Yeah. You know, can't know can't know what inspires that change specifically for all these different individuals, but it would be it would be hard not to not to feel like that he's definitely had an impact on on, you know, game developers because of his approach in general. And bug eating, huh, Faisal? Really? <laughs> Okay, okay, I'll change it to tea brewing. What do you want? <laughs> you gotta t- you gotta brew the tea right. If you overbrew, you fuck up. If you underbrew, you fuck up. <laughs> this is a fair point. Yeah. It has to be just right. <laughs> oh man, marshmallow analogies, bug eating, bug squashing interchangeably, I suppose, depending on the person. What a what a great way to end today's show. I think that definitely uh leaves us on a high note there and um yeah i think uh you know the most important thing to keep in mind here is that um people are calling steven out for uh god mode all the time and i think they want to see him play without god mode in tests i that's just what i'm seeing from the community so it's important that as an advocate for the community that i'm really ensuring that i share that message uh, from all of your dedicated community members steven if you ever hear this which <laughs> i won't but if he did i'm sure you'd be laughing about it Everybody, it's been a great show. Gentlemen, why don't you shout out your domains and places people can find you so they know where you reign if they want to catch you when you're not on this podcast. We'll start with Daedalus. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald. And Half Tilt. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Half underscore Tilt or here on Twitch or YouTube at Half Tilt Gamer. And Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108. I'm on Twitter as Faisal108. <laughs> and you know, this might be the end of the show today, friends. But uh, I want to really shout out all the community members here for making another awesome month uh, around the Central Flame, man, for supporting this podcast. The people on it, uh, myself included, the uh, all of the um, you know like reviews you've left on iTunes. If you haven't already, please consider doing so. You can go to... Uh, you can go to the at Ashes Pathfinder on Twitter and at the top is pinned and you can click on that link uh, for the iTunes. You can go and use your iTunes uh, app and a uh, desktop uh, uh, app and you can actually go and leave a review. And if you leave a comment on there, we'll definitely be sure to read it. Um, if you're looking for a great guild, encourage you to join Virtue. You can join our discord.gg forward slash Simorg, S-I-M-U-R-G-H. Hit up Wizard McNasty about recruitment if you're interested and uh, friends that's the end of today's show so thanks for supporting us thanks for all the love stay safe out there friends much love to intrepid studios and you all live your best lives walk in the light we'll see you next week friends ashes fans real soon see you soon bye bye take bye care everyone everyone fairly well bye also murder bunnies are a thing see you later friends